from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. Welcome back. Hello to everyone. This is the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Email Edition for February 4th, 2010. I'm Julie Martin. I'll be hosting this week's email show. And joining me are Corey Martin, Kathy Whirling, Walter Eccles, Kevin Close, and John Magi. This is where we will read your emails and play your voicemails and answer them to the best of our ability. If you'd like to contact us, you can write to us at podcast at wdwinfo.com. Or you can call us toll-free in the United States, Canada, and Mexico, 1-877-310-9662. If you're local, 407-574-5093. If you live in the United Kingdom, 0808-120-2316. And if you're one of our fellow listeners in Australia, one 800 so we're going to get started this week um let's start with a voicemail and our first voicemail is going to be from leslie of tim and leslie on the boards the same person (laughs) it's like the bead pirate yeah who are locals now by the way i did know that hi podcast team this is leslie of tim and leslie on the boards and I am calling to do a tour review for you. Our family of four, our kids were five and seven at the time of the tour, took the Mickey's Magical Milestones Tour at the Magic Kingdom. This tour takes place at the Magic Kingdom on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and the cost is only $25 per guest. We arrived at the Magic Kingdom around 8.30 in the morning of our tour, and we checked in at guest services. We were given personalized Mickey's Magical Milestone tour name tags, which we thought were pretty cool. And we were also pleasantly surprised to see they had chilled bottles of water for us to take. We had never been on a tour before, and this may be standard practice, but we were happy about it since it was June and it was hot. On the tour this day, it was just our family of four and a couple on their honeymoon. Our tour guide met us in front of guest services, and we were on our way. She took us into Tony's Town Square and behind it to Exposition Hall, where she showed us various Walt Disney artifacts and talked to us about the history of Walt, most of which we had heard before. They had old black and white Disney cartoons playing in the theater, and the kids watched the movies as she talked to us about the history of the cartoons, Walt's history with Universal Studios, and the evolution of Mickey Mouse. This part of the tour took about 30 to 40 minutes. After this, we were taken outside and we headed up to the Main Street train station. We boarded the train, and as we did, she handed each of us a little sketch pad with a sketched Mickey Mouse on it and a pencil. We were told about Walt's first drawing of Mickey and how it was done on a train, and we were instructed to draw our best Mickey as the train headed to Toontown. We had fun doing this and doing our best to draw a Mickey Mouse, and then we compared our drawings with one another as the train stopped at Toontown. We exited the train together, and she took us into Minnie's house, discussed Minnie and Mickey's relationship over the years, and showed us a few hidden Mickeys. She then took us behind Mickey's house in his garage and in the garden and spoke to us about that and also found some more hidden Mickeys. Then we went inside of Mickey's house. As we were checking out Mickey's bedroom, we turned around and there was Mickey himself in his house. This was beyond cool. We were the first guests of the day to see Mickey Mouse in the park and it was a surreal experience. We got our pictures taken with him in the house and then we left his house with big smiles on our faces. After our moment with the big cheese himself, our tour guide walked us through Fantasyland, and she showed us some hidden Mickeys along the way, talked with us about more Mickey Mouse history, and we stopped in front of the Sir Mickey gift shop, and this is where our kids got bored. Now, I must take a moment to mention that we knew going into this that our kids may get bored on this tour, but after looking at lots of reviews on the Diz, I thought the positives would far outweigh the negatives. The problem truly was our tour guide. She was less than stellar. She kept talking about her boyfriend, who we ran into several times on the tour, which I thought was odd and unprofessional. Also, we were a very small group, and she seemed to really bond with the honeymooning couple since they were more her age, and they had a ton of questions, which she took a long time answering. They paid for the tour as well, and we weren't upset that they were asking questions. It just got to the point where their questions were very extensive, and her responses were even more so, and that just got to be boring for the kids, and for us sometimes as well. My husband spotted a snack cart nearby, and he got the kids some popcorn to eat during this part of the tour, which helped them a bit. 
At this point, we only had about a half an hour left in our tour, and I knew by reading on the Diz that it would end with filler magic. We followed our tour guide over to filler magic. What turned us off at this point was that our tour guide proceeded to slam several Disney things right in front of our kids and us, saying how Disney hasn't put in a decent attraction in a while. She slammed the Stitch ride, saying how stupid it was, which, even though I agree with what she was saying, upset my kids because they are Stitch fans, and I didn't think it was appropriate for her to be talking about that during the tour. We snuck in the back entrance to Filler Magic, where the tour guide's boyfriend was, which was just weird. For a second, I felt like we were third wheels on her date while they had a conversation. (laughs) We sat in the back row of the show, and the show was amazing as always, so I was happy to see it. She pointed out a few hidden Mickeys during the show, which was cool as well. The tour was now almost over, and it was time to get our ears. I had heard from reading several reviews on the Diz that this would be a really cool thing, and in the past, Donald or Goofy would come out and give the ears to the individuals who had taken the tour. I probably shouldn't have read those spoilers because it set my hopes high. We walked over to the garden area behind the Christmas shop in Frontierland, where the current Princess Tiana meet-and-greet takes place. I was scanning around for a character when I saw a a cast member emerge from the bushes with our ears. No character for us. (laughs) They were the standard black Mickey ears, and they had written in silver pen, Disney 2009 on one ear, and our names on the other ear. Unfortunately, my name was misspelled, and then that concluded our tour. Now, for the price of $25, this was a good deal for a tour, and to get to meet Mickey Mouse in his house one-on-one, and for the ears. So no complaints for the price for me. However, at the time we took this tour, we only went one time a year, and to watch the crowds going from attraction to attraction while we were listening to a tour guide speak was hard for my kids to grasp. A lot of the information she spoke about Walt and Mickey we already knew, so for those of you who already know the basics, this probably is not the tour for you. I guess I wanted a little more detail. She did point out some cool hidden Mickeys I had not seen before as well. The train part of the tour where we were drawing Mickey was fun as well. Overall, I would recommend this tour to people who are wanting your basic Mickey and Walt knowledge and for that once-in-a-lifetime experience of meeting Mickey in his house without the crowds. However, if you take children with you, bear in mind there is a lot of downtime. And I hope that you get a better tour guide than we did. I would give this tour a 7 out of 10, and I hope the review was beneficial to you and will help you make the decision on if this tour is for your family or not. Thanks, guys. Well, I have to say, Leslie, that... I hope you filled out a guest comment card about this cast member because that is very unprofessional. When Corey's sister hears about this, she's going to go insane. (laughs) (laughs) She will. It's almost the fact that you know she has a boyfriend is more information than you need. And I cannot believe that she would talk about the rides neg- or attractions negatively in front of these children. That's surprising. We went on a tour one time and the woman kept making up words. Some of Walt's characters were real, and some of them were fictional. Um, I, I'm thinking, that's not a word. Well, we had, we had foliage before. You know, look at all the oh, beautiful yeah. foliage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were they metallic? <laughs> <laughs> and I love the fact that they had a cast member hiding in the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> Popping out with that ears. creepy. Yeah, a little bit. But she does, her name is spelled L-E-S-L-E-Y, and they probably assumed it's I-E. They should know. Right, they exactly. Have to you, when you book your tour, they ask you the first and last name of every guest and blah, blah, blah. Um, but doesn't Leslie get to pick a number? She because sure she does. She sure tour? does. So she pick, pick a, a number, number, Leslie. Too bad the cruise is gone, Leslie, but yeah, uh, better luck next for you. time. I'll <laughs> we'll get you Mickey ears with your name spelled wrong or something. <laughs> That's what we should. That's what we should get her. We should get her some ears, and I'll write in silver her name correctly, and correct, I'll send correct. them to her. Actually, Leslie, no. we're not really going to do that. Have <laughs> <laughs> to pick a number. I, I do want to say we're going to put the cruise back in the prize matron, so you'll still have a chance to win that. Oh, well, good. Okay, we're going to do an email now. So, who'd like to go first? I would. My. By the way, I was drawing Mickey while she was telling me to do it. Only I went for the circles. Uh, <laughs> okay. Alrighty. Hi, podcast team. I was wondering if anyone knows what attractions will be included in Give a Day, Get a Day Fast Pass for Disneyland. We love the podcast. This is from Jennifer Rankin in Madison, Alabama. Jennifer, I called, and according to Disney, that the Fast Passes in Disneyland, as in the Magic Kingdom, are going to change. That they will not be predetermined. The lady on the phone explained to me that it will be dependent on what attractions are open at the time you go. 
if something is in refurbishment, obviously it won't be included. But the she said the attractions would be marked that this would be a, uh, an acceptable fast pass location. Not where, like on the birthday card, where there were predetermined attractions. Again, this is according to Disney. I might call back and get a different cast member who gives me a different answer. (laughs) We know that happens. I'm also told that there was some discussion that this is only open to residents of the United States, Puerto Rico, and Canada. So, hope that helps. Thank you, Kevin. That seems unfair. If you're willing to volunteer your time, mm-hmm. that seems unfair. That can't be in Italy or the UK. Or well, I, I I don't know if this is true or it might be a way around it. But if you're willing to do the volunteer work while you're here visiting, maybe that's a way around it. I don't know if that's true. I'd, maybe you think it's because it's based on who they've contracted with to right. be sponsor. Exactly. They charities. might not have this set up for a charity to track this. But don't they have ones that you can do from home, like mail letters or crochet or something? (laughs) No, seriously. Project Linus, you can make blankets. Okay, yeah, okay. (laughs) He's like, crochet. (laughs) I was crazy for a minute. (laughs) You can make blankets for infants. Mm -hmm. And Corey and I are going to that two-day, give-a-day, get-a-day event, so we'll come back with all kind of good information, hopefully. Isn't one of the Jonas Brothers going to be there? I can't wait. Is it, be, is it the one that got the glasses? I have no I think idea. it's no, it's Nick. No, it's I thought one, it was Joe. Oh, is it Joe? Yeah. Oh, the one that just got, wait, no. Gotta keep them straight here. Taylor knows. Yeah, my Kevin daughter just said got married. Joe is the one with the glasses who is not real attractive. And Nick is the young, cute one with diabetes. <laughs> I think. If I'm wrong, someone will write and tell me. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm real excited. I can't wait. There you go. Oh, right. He's also going to be performing in uh, Magic Kingdom February, either it's 10th or 11th. That's, that's, that's their event. That. Yeah. Oh, it's during that event? Mm-hmm. Will that be open? On day two, I think. No. Okay. Some other special. Disney person. Demi Lovato. Yeah. yeah. Yes. She's Sunny with a Chance. She's Demi Moore's daughter. Wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to play another voicemail. This is Norman from Scotland. And he has questions about an upcoming trip to Universal. Hi, podcast team. It's Norman from Scotland. Disney Blues on the boards. Uh, we're having our next trip over to Orlando in April. We arrive on the 1st of April. And for a change this time, we're staying for five days at Portofino Bay before we go to a villa for another 10 days. It's the first time we've stayed at Portofino Bay. Uh, We're staying club level, and there's a few questions that I wondered if you could help me with. First of all, the the club level lounge, um, what are the the snacks and things like that we get in there? Is is the lounge level good? And are there any restaurants either in Portofino Bay itself or any of the other hotels that you would recommend? Um, we're also wondering about Harry Potter Land, if there's any update on when that's likely to be ready, because we'd love to go there. And uh, Mardi Gras is going to be something completely new for us this time. We've never been to, to Mardi Gras before. And I wondered if there was any information you could give us on that. Just basically any heads up on what's happening at Universal and, and things that we could do and enjoy about we're staying at the hotel. Any information you could give me would be gratefully appreciated and um, thanks for, for a brilliant podcast look forward to hearing it every week uh, and keep up the good work thanks bye thank you Norman unfortunately Universal is going to be closed that week <laughs> <laughs> oh stop sorry he's coming April 1st I April thought Fools oh is that why mm. I thought his voice went with great I <laughs> love <laughs> I love the way he said bay Down at the bay. Thanks, Braveheart. (laughs) I just like Scottish accents. Me too. Now the uh, the poor thing that we've made fun of him. Really, (laughs) the club level's nice. They have Mm -hmm. good food. Well, I ate there with you. Well, I was. I don't remember what type of food they had, but (laughs) they definitely filled up. Beer, wine, and the the snacks were good. I remember that. It's all Italian snacks and beer. I, I remember cheese and like some sort of chicken something and. Fruit. The Pepperidge Farm Italian Goldfish. 
<laughs> but once the food is gone, it's gone. Right. So you just so. get there early and fill up. Right. You can fill up. Now, um, Mardi Gras is it's something to say. You don't. It's not a separate ticketed event. So if you have tickets to um, Universal, and the Beach Boys are playing April third. So that's like the, the I was Beach trying Boys. to figure the Beach out. Boy. <laughs> I was trying to see who was going to be the you know the it's performers like the while they're brother. there. I was hoping it was going to be someone better, but just be prepared for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to be in a float this year? I was going to ask you. Maybe. I'd Never like know. To. Universal, if you're listening. <laughs> and Mama Della's, isn't that the restaurant oh, yeah. in Port Oh, yeah, Bay? Pete loves that restaurant. Yeah. That's Pete's favorite. And then there's Beat J. Mm-hmm. There's also a pizza place down there. Oh, yeah. Oh, it is good. I like that place. It is place. a good pizza place. But, yeah, Mama Della's is Pete's favorite uh, Italian restaurant, and it's there in the Piazza. Right. Very good restaurant. I don't know anything about any of the other restaurants and the other hotels, well, besides the Palm, but that's really expensive. It's really Hard good. Palm is very good, but very expensive. Um, there's Chop Chop over mm-hmm. in Oh, Chop Chop is a Royal Pacific. Pacific. Right. Again, expensive. But that's one of but the But what's the other one over at Royal Pacific? Um like, I can't think of what Al's it is. Aeronautic Bar and Grill. It's like something it. weird like that, but it has really good food. Mm-hmm. Chop Chop. I don't I, like it. No, not Chop Chop, the other uh, one. I can't. I haven't been to Chop Chop in a couple of years, but the time I was there it was good. It was a couple of years ago. It might have Chopped. I don't know. Yeah, we had enjoyed it too. So there's also the City Walk uh, restaurants are easy to get to from there. So yeah, Emeralds is a. a I prefer that over Chop Chop. Emeralds at City yeah, Walk. Emeralds is good. Most definitely. He's got a lot of good options actually. Now the um, really the only way you can get to uh, you know City Walk and Universal areas if you take the boat or if you want to walk. But they also have these bicycle guys. Oh yeah. That they work on tips. That's a really nice way to get there quick. So you pay, you tip them. I don't know how right. much they accept. Maybe. <laughs> you want to see a sweaty guy biking you over? <laughs> Do you remember how we talked about in the last show the uh, we, when the accordion player came over the table, we averted our eyes. That's what the bicycle guys did to us. <laughs> <laughs> they saw us coming and they immediately like out of service. Out of service. <laughs> it was like the little witch in the Bugs Bunny cartoons. All that was left was a puff of smoke and some hairpins. <laughs> I don't know if they have children or not, but Jimmy Buffett's might be a better choice than Emeralds for someone with a family. It's mm-hmm. it's very entertaining. Especially and, if and, your kids like margaritas. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking especially if mom and dad like margaritas. But, <laughs> but going back to the New Orleans thing, they have um, they have parades and concerts uh, taking place every uh, Saturday and sometimes on Sunday and Friday. So just check the schedule before you go. They have uh, musicians from New Orleans that play food, New Orleans style. Food. I'm not going to say it's authentic, but they try their best. Yeah. The floats are fabulous. They always have good floats. They do have good floats. Lots of beads you can catch. And I. They don't throw enough stuff, and it's the cheap beads. Yeah, but the time we went, we were throwing quite a few beads. Yeah. I thought. Well, you yeah. may have been, but there people are, on the other floats. They tell you to throw one at a time. There are different qualities of beads. Yes, yes. there are. There are different levels. You have cheap. Nasty, plain, ugly beads that anybody can get from anywhere. And then you have Exclusive nicer, beads? longer, bigger beads. More colorful, probably, maybe with something on them. Like um, for Florida, you know, they'd probably have like gators on them or crowns. Do you or... have to flash something to get the beads? Or... I would not flash oh, at Universal, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> and they throw them at people from the floats. I would like throwing stuff with stuff attached to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go to Real Mardi Gras and you can get a thong. Especially. <laughs> that could leave a mark. <laughs> yeah, New Orleans, when they throw you the cheap beads, you, you just leave those on the ground. Yeah, you'll you just watch see. them go right it's, by it's you. It's hilarious to watch because at Universal, you know, people are grabbing whatever. Yeah. You go to a Real Mardi Gras parade, those beads lay on the ground and get swept up by the street sweepers. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be enough tourists that they want those. There's a cheap beads. hierarchy. There's yeah. a bead hierarchy. <laughs> well. Oh. But we have the whole uh, schedule on the, the site for Mardi Gras and more information on Portofino. So if you want to look authentic, just turn your nose up at the beads. <laughs> <laughs> or buy your own beads before you come that are really big and nice. And when you go to Universal for Mardi Gras, people are like, where'd you get those? Where'd you get those? They're like, 
I already had them. <laughs> you know, you didn't jealous. catch them when they threw them off the bottle of flare? <laughs> On our wall of flare. You see over there? See those big beads? And then there's some... Oh, yeah. wall of flare. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. We've become the office space of podcasts. <laughs> we have a big corkboard in the podcast room where we just those, stick those everything that people send us. Those cards, beads, beads and pictures. Drawings. And all types of stuff. Well, imagine yeah. Pete with the big beads and the big... Fuzzy hat. I don't have to. I saw it. I was there. Wow. Yeah. It was nice. big beads you have? You looked really gay wearing that hat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we're going to move on on that note. Anyone would look gay wearing that hat. <laughs> oh. Anyone else have an email they would like to read? I uh, have one. Okay, Kathy. This is from Jerry Johnson in Georgetown, Texas. Hello, podcast crew. Jerry from Georgetown, Texas here. Disney Aggie on the boards and would like to ask a question. I was watching a past show on the History Channel dated about around 2006 about the history of Walt Disney World. Towards the end of the show, they featured a free-roaming animatronic called Lucky in the Animal Kingdom. It followed with a blurb about displaying Lucky around the world literally at all the Disney parks. My questions are, have any of you ever seen this free-roaming animatronic? Is it still in use? Is there a set schedule for appearances by Lucky? I will be traveling to the world in late August 2010 and would love to see the animatronic in real life. Thanks, Jerry. It's not here anymore. He's Lucky, did you guys see him? I've Never. seen him. I've seen yeah. him. Never seen I can him. remember following him through the park. Picking you know. up animatronic poop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, just the fact that this was a, a free-roaming animatronic, I thought that was pretty cool. And mm-hmm. that was, he was going over to China, I think it was, then. To scare them. Yeah, and he was supposed to come back, but Lucky's never come back. I guess he's, he's seen the world. He doesn't want to come back to Disney. Maybe. He's with Samantha Brown. Maybe. He used to pull. Have you seen him? Mm-mm. Yeah, he had a cart, right? He was this dinosaur, but he pulled this giant cart where you assume all of the electronics were. <laughs> he was just so silly because it was like he had this mobile bus behind him. That he was, <laughs> I wasn't impressed really, by Lucky. He was really slow, right? Now, see, you, you just burst my bubble. Did I? I'm oh, sorry. I didn't, I didn't think of that. I just thought It was the best thing ever. <laughs> I just, I just thought it was cool. the best beads. <laughs> So oh, we thanks, have photos Jerry. on a site somewhere. I'm and then he did. Them. They would stop, and they would do a little show where mm-hmm. the uh, atmosphere, streetmosphere people would come and interact with the audience. And then you could talk to Lucky, and Lucky would respond. Lucky blinked to you. and turned his head. What right. kind of a dinosaur was he? Small. I made up. Small. Here, Julie, look. I'll show you yeah. a photo. That's uh, Lucky. Oh, I think I've seen him. But he like blinked and turned his head. It's right. not like he juggled or like, you know. Blink, blink. Blink, blink. <laughs> I just think I can be stunned. I'm he glad you guys weren't with me when I saw him. <laughs> really? He was Tell apparently musical. Kevin, if you don't want if you don't want the cynics around, <laughs> you might have the wrong job. Yeah. Oh well, hope we answered your question, Jerry. Sorry, you're not going to get to see Lucky. I should go to China. <laughs> Our next voicemail. It comes from Perry, and he has a question about extra magic hours. Hi, Diz Unplugged crew. John, Kevin, Pete, Corey, Julie, Walter, Teresa, and Kathy. My name is Perry Lonis, or Shasta on the boards, and I have a question for you uh, really pertaining to extra magic hour. Uh, we're going to be heading down spring break and tent camping uh, at the Fort Wilderness. Uh, normally, when you go to Extra Magic Hour, you'd either show your room key or your uh, Key to the World card. And in our case, I had bought my uh, park hoppers through AAA, so I won't have uh, a Key to the World card. And since, obviously, I'm staying at a tent, I won't have a room key. So how will they determine whether I'm staying on premise or not? And how can I take advantage of those Extra Magic Hours while I'm staying there? Uh, any help you could give would be greatly appreciated. Uh, I appreciate everything you guys do. Uh, thank you very much, and have a great day. Bye. Perry is the gentleman who did that bike ride for Give Kids the World. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. He would still get a resort card. Thing. Yeah. I was just going to say, Perry, you're still going to have to check in. Right. And I would just ask at the desk for a key to the world no, card. No, you're going to get one anyway. You're going to get mm-hmm. Ask Perry. <laughs> you know. But you will get one for staying in the road, even though you don't have an actual room, because you still need to get into uh, the resort itself. Right. If you, if you right. were driving. To the parking and, lot and right. things like that. 
So don't worry about that. You can also ask them to put your – I might get this wrong because it's AAA, but you can ask them to put your uh, yeah, do tickets on your room key, quote-unquote. So that might help you out as Which well. Which would give you charging privileges. Correct. So don't worry about it. Okay. Let's read another email. Okay. Let me get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Have I you been sitting too close to me? <laughs> he doesn't like reading in public. I really don't. Really, like, we should have traded these meals. I know yours. Yeah, yours is really long. This is from the man who walks around. Naked. I had a quarter every time I heard. Oh, I'm sorry. Who me? No, Walter walks around naked in public, but he doesn't like to read emails right. in public. Yeah. Don't go to Mardi Gras with Walter. Yes, and don't peek over his fence. <laughs> yeah, you know how I get the big beats. <laughs> <laughs> he just left a little shirt from his knees. Wide-legged pants. <laughs> okay, Walter, read your email. I can't now. Anyway, <laughs> my name is Beth. Beth and that's all you need. Is that your skirt name? <laughs> Stop. Uh, I have an idea for a topic show. I haven't heard. I've heard most of the podcasts, but not all of them. You as, missed all the good ones then. As someone interested in possibly taking a solo trip to Walt Disney World, I spent a lot of time reading on the, this topic on the boards. Even after all my research, it's hard to tell if someone is something you would like or not. Um, after listening to so many podcasts, I, like many other listeners, feel as though I have a small idea of whom on the team would have similar taste as me. So this is what I'm thinking. I want to send all the podcast people to the parks alone. I would like to hear a segment <clears throat> where the podcast team each reports on a solo trip to Walt Disney World, even if it was just for a day. It would be great to hear from your perspectives what it's like to eat, shop, wait in line, and experience Walt Disney World alone. The topic of solo trips gets so much attention on the boards. I'm sure other listeners would love to hear <clears throat> what you have to do with your time. Um, would you meet other Dizzers with a meetup? How about a solo dining review from Kevin? The possibilities are endless. Yeah, Beth, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm just looking around this table, and all his heads it's, are shaking. No, it's not going to happen. I've been to the parks by myself. Me too. Uh, I I'm, have. I'm man on a mission to I work. Go. To work. <laughs> I've gone there with my camera. And I used to. I'm work. really not going anywhere by myself right say now. Pregnant lady. <laughs> yeah. By yourself with a little baby. <laughs> I've done that quite often, and before I even moved down here, I used to come down for solo trips and didn't think anything of it. We've actually talked about dining alone. Um, we've talked about whether it, it can be done and where it can be done and making an ADR for one. Uh, one of our listeners, and who's now a Dreams Unlimited travel agent, Mindy, has talked of uh, a great deal about dining alone <laughs> and which restaurants have dining at the bar. She preferred to... <laughs> we know why, Mindy. <laughs> well, Mindy, I was going to hang on to your reputation. But, um, that it, She prefers to sit at the bar and eat when she's dining by herself, and we talked about which restaurants and places had that option. So we've, I think we've all been to the parks. Julie, have you ever... I have gone by myself, but I, ha I was meeting other people. Right. So I think... Um, the hard part for me is like balancing the beer in one hand and the uh, camera in the yeah. other because I don't have <laughs> somebody else to hold it for me. Especially with that camera you have now. Oh, yeah. That's going to be difficult. I find, like that a counterweight, so fall I find that when I go by myself, I meander more. Usually when I go with John or my family or something, we tend to be more focused on which place we're going to. And when I'm by myself, I just kind of wander. That's funny. I'm the opposite. Every every time I've gone by myself, it's been during Food and Wine. It was last year. I don't know where you were. Maybe you were away. It's, I don't know why. But um, I went to go meet some friends and walk around the world with them. And I was pregnant. But got there. I go right into where I'm going. I didn't stop anywhere on the way in or yeah. out. But I also was kind of like, I hope I don't. no one spots me. Because by myself. And I, I don't know if I would have. See, that's what's it, it was still though. very new for me, like being spotted in the park. And the only time it ever happened was with Corey. And that's okay. But by myself, I'd have been like, how do I get away? Or, you know, <laughs> what if I was uncomfortable? And <laughs> I've gone to cover events by myself. I can't imagine going to the park 
to enjoy the park by myself. Oh, that's the best way because then you don't have to do well, what, what you everybody do? Just else. Just watch all the front of the line, the one person. You can do the yeah. single rider lines. You get to do what you want to do right. as opposed to the consensus of, I don't want to ride that or I don't like that attraction. Julie even keeps me on track when we go, like Epcot. I'll say, you want to pop an interventions? Are you really going to make me go in there, Corey? Are you really <laughs> going to make me go? it's hot, though, I'll walk through. <laughs> That's not keeping you on track. That's telling you what she's not doing. But, like, if I, if I know something's new in there, I just kind of want to go peek at it. She's like, no, let's keep going. Or either I'm like, you go ahead. I'm going to be sitting on this bench. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do that a lot. I'm not riding that. I don't want to spin. I don't want to, you know, drop. I don't ride the Tower of Terror. I Don't am, do upside down. And all yeah, that I, I'm quite content to sit and watch the people. I, I don't think there's... I, I think it's one of the few places I can think of where I wouldn't feel uncomfortable right. going by myself. I it's, wouldn't either. Because no one knows you're by yourself. Right. And see, I'd rather sit at a table rather than sit at the bar. If I was by myself, I'd do the bar. Yes. Like, I would too. Yeah. I'm not well, first a, of all, I'm not it's usually type. more lit and there's people... You're much more likely to engage somebody who's mm-hmm. sitting at the bar as opposed to a table by yourself. People walk by and they just think, look at that poor loser. John would sit at a table by himself. Oh, he would please. not be sitting at the bar. <laughs> now, also, if I was doing counter service, I would not hesitate to, if I was a single person to say to someone at a table, are all of these seats taken? Me too. Oh, see, no, I wouldn't do that. I'd be like John. Especially no. if I I'd couldn't find own. a place to sit and I right. see a table with an open spot. Yeah. Yeah. Because what would... do you do if you meet up with like somebody that... You sit down at their table and a little bit strange, at least if you're sitting at your own table. Kathy, how long do you eat? <laughs> it's one of those things where if they're really strange, you say, oh, my phone just rang, I got to go, bye. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, sometimes when you're by yourself, if, if you're not used to doing that by yourself, no, I mean, I used to travel a lot and do it by myself. To me, that's just second nature to do that, but I'm sure. I'm used to it. There's a lot of yeah. people that aren't used to that and have never done it. Because Corey doesn't eat breakfast. I get up, he stays asleep, and uh, I go and I eat breakfast no, I do by that, myself. No, yeah, because Pete sleeps late, yeah. and I get up and I want breakfast. Actually, I go and I get something to eat, and then I usually bring back two cups of coffee and wake him up, and then we go eat breakfast. But I grab like a, a bagel or something. But every day, I remember on one of the last cruises before Ferris, um, there was never like a table where I could go sit by myself. I'd have to ask if I could sit with someone, you know, because I would go at a busy time. No, I'd, I'd rather Ain't have, have a good time. Go and have a good time. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. and instead of listening to what we want to say, call in and do a report on a single trip. That would you be great. You get to pick a prize on the prize we're trying. Yes, Beth. Do that for us. All right. We're going to read another email. <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and read mine. Okay. <laughs> this is from Alexandria. She's in Medford, New Jersey. Listening to the discussion show on 127 uh, this year, you were talking about the drawing class at Disney Hollywood Studios. I wanted to let you know if you wait until the end of the class when everyone is leaving and go up and talk with the artist that taught how to taught you how to draw your character, you can ask for their drawing. My husband and I did this, and the artist signed their work and addressed it to my husband. Um, he wrote, Keep Drawing, Steve. Must be your husband's name. It's a great free Disney souvenir they usually charge you for in the gift shop. We notice that the artists typically give theirs to someone celebrating a special occasion, but if you notice that no one is actually receiving the artwork, you're welcome to walk up to the teacher and ask if you can have the copy. So my dear husband and I had ours framed, and it is hanging in our house. I thought that was a pretty good tip. So thank you, Alexandria. Inundated by people running up. Yes. Everybody's going to be sitting in front. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Me, me, me. Me, me, me. But some people are not as outgoing to go up there and be like, can I have that? You know, so that I could do by myself. I guess Kevin could do keep it. it? Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, Kevin. <laughs> Take your hands off that; it's mine. <laughs> okay. Our next voicemail comes from Jennifer in Mississippi. She wants to know the best places to work out at Walt Disney World. <laughs> the hotels. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Can you? I love the show, and I think I may have found one of the few topics you haven't covered. I'm an avid marathon runner who usually logs 40 to 50 miles a week. So while I know walking around the parks is enough exercise for most people, it's not going to be enough for me. So I was wondering, where, do, where in the world would you guys recommend to work out? Any reviews of some of the best hotels on site for workout facilities? Thanks, and I love the show. I don't think you're going to get an answer here. I don't work out. I have a question. 
aren't the workout rooms for the guests at the hotel? You can yes. you can purchase, I think, a day pass or something. Now, see, I've not done that. I know you're going to find that hard to believe. <laughs> <laughs> I get the most exercise at the buffets. I could not tell you where times. one gym is in any of those. Well, I Coronado I has a yeah, nice Coronado. one. Yeah. Uh, the Boardwalk has one downstairs right near the Wyland store. <laughs> <laughs> but I would definitely, you know, pop in the Coronado or Grand Floridian. Or the Boardwalk. I know the Boardwalk has one. It's right near the Wyland store. I know store. the Ship I has s- one. I know that the Wonder has one and mm-hmm. the Magic. <laughs> well, I mean, all the deluxe resorts have a workout facility, and yes, the Coronado is the only one that has a, uh, is the only a moderate. That has a workout facility. But it, well, if you're but looking nice. to run, they're usually kind of small, so you're not going to get a couple of miles unless you're running a lot. I don't think she's looking to run in the gym. Oh, Maybe on a treadmill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't see a lot of <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a wide range. <laughs> the last Bowflex commercial you saw one, right? <laughs> oh. Every time I see those Bowflex commercials, I think, what happens if one of them snaps? Hmm. We have photos of the Grand Floridian Fitness Center, so go look at that and see if, you know, get an idea of the equipment they have. Yeah. Sorry we couldn't answer your Does question Does Wide better. World of Sports have one? I know they used to. I'd She'd be the only person there. I would imagine most hotel gyms would be pretty much the same. I mean, Where is she staying? Did you say what you were saying? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You can run around the wide race to space, too. They have a track, don't they? Don't worry to me. I know it. The cheerleaders go there. Lots of people go there. Everybody loves it. Everybody I think the um, I think it's like twelve dollars a day to, to pay to no to yeah, run it's not to, too bad to get into wise. one of these gyms if you're not staying at the resort. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, not too bad, I guess. Or just walking I there just like you're staying. I can't get over the fact that she logs <laughs> you used fifty to need a miles a week. I don't drive fifty miles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either, really. So, oh, kudos to you, Jennifer, and thank you for your voicemail, Corey. I have one. It's uh, it's from Dean Lightwood from England. Hello, team. I love the podcast and look forward to it. Oh, if you're from England, you have to do the accent. No, no, thank you. Uh, (laughs) uh, My question is, due to spiraling costs of Disney tickets each year, my family and I cannot afford to go to Walt Disney World this trip. As a Disney fan, however, I want to visit the parks on my own for just one day on a park opera pass. I want to avoid the parking charge of $14 and use Disney transportation once I'm at the theme park. So can my wife drive me to any theme park without having to pay at the toll booth? Thank you so much. Yes. You can actually just tell the people at the toll booth that you're being dropped off and they'll let you go. If you want to be dropped off at the Magic Kingdom, uh, you'll need to make your way to, like, the Disney Kennel or the Ticket and Transportation Center to be dropped off there. Actually, right next to the the ticket kiosks, there's a Mm drop-off spot. Where the taxis are. It's adjacent to the poly. There's a sign that says uh, Magic Kingdom drop-off or whatever. So you will still have to use the transportation to get to the Magic Kingdom. Right. Now, if you're in a taxi or town car, they have to pay, right? I know Pete and I were in a a car one time. We said he's just going to drop us off. Obviously, he was driving a car, and they made us pay. There's Mm -hmm. an extra charge for transportation companies. That's why if you book a town car and you're staying at any one of the Magic Kingdom resorts, you're going to pay $10 more because they get charged every time they go in. To drop a guest oh, off. That's wow. crazy. Yeah. That is yes. crazy. I'm not aware of that. Yeah, yeah I knew that. So changed. a lot of people wonder why am I being charged more to be in, uh, for being dropped off at you know the Polynesian instead wow. of you know downtown Disney. Why is it ten dollars more? It's because of that. The other thing she could do is if that is an issue for her, or to, you know you don't want to do that. She could drop you off at downtown Disney, and you could take a bus. shuttle to the park. No, there's no direct bus from downtown Disney to the parks. Only the resorts Only the to resorts. avoid people parking at downtown Disney. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, good idea. Okay, so you could take a shuttle to a resort and pick up. Yeah. But by that point, it's going to be late in the day, and you're not going to want to go anyway, though. So Really? Yeah, right. they're usually pretty easy going about just saying you want to drop somebody off. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to avoid the Magic Kingdom transportation, if you don't feel like taking the monorail or the ferry, get dropped off somewhere else. Hollywood Studios. All right. John, do you have an email you want to read? I do. Excuse me. Mine is from Javier Soto. Hey, podcast team. This is Dana Soto from Jersey. I don't know why they apparently switch names and genders. (laughs) Dana1003 on the boards. You have to do the Jersey accent. Do I? I think I'm already doing it. (laughs) 
I had a question about resort shuttles not on Disney property. My husband will be there for business at the end of May, and they are putting him up at the Double Tree on International Drive. I pretty much threatened his life if he thinks he's leaving me and the kids home, so I'm trying to find rooms off property which are cheaper than staying in the world. We'd like something that has free breakfast, but more importantly, need transportation to the parks, including SeaWorld. A lot of the hotels that advertise having ways to get to the to the park is really the local bus, which I ain't getting on. No <laughs> offense, but I've got six-year-old twins and don't really think I'm going to be on the bus with the townies. Can you? I did the little air quotes around townies. <laughs> Can you recommend someone that is reasonable, has food on site, and free shuttle to parks? Don't care if it's every 30 minutes or every hour. We can't afford a car, so this has to be it. My husband thinks there's no way I can do this cheaply, so please let me prove him wrong. Love listening to you guys. You're a blast. And, Julie, I'm a book sniffer also. Book sniffers unite. <laughs> That's going to be my tagline. Book sniffers uh, unite. <laughs> Thank you, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have a cause. <laughs> really? I would suggest uh, Buena Vista Suites. That's what I was going to do. We have a financial arrangement with Buena Vista Suites. They're an advertiser on our site. We book them through Dreams Unlimited Travel. So all that take all that into account from our advice. But they do offer uh, daily breakfast. The yes. rooms are reasonable. They're large. Uh, recently, they've been renovated, so they're, they're very beautiful. Nice. They're beautiful. gorgeous. But, and they have a shuttle service to all the parks. Right, but you're... But it's not every 30 minutes... It's not every hour. It's sort of timed during the day, so you're going to have to take that into account. Okay, what were you going to say? Nothing. Did I say what you were going to say? <laughs> Pretty much. His would have been a little more sarcastic, but yes. I had, <laughs> uh-huh. What I was going to say was they usually have uh, scheduled transportation, a couple of drop-offs in the morning and a couple of pickups in the evening. Right. You're not going to find an off-property hotel that has... Exactly. Unless you're staying on Hotel Plaza Boulevard. In the morning and the evening, they have pretty good good service. I think starting from 8 to 12, I think they do it on the hour. They go to two parks, and then the next hour they go to the next two parks. But then there is a big lull in the middle of the day. Right. And Mm -hmm. they pick you up in the afternoon. But in my opinion, I think that's your best bet. I think it's a great idea. But that's close enough to Disney that if they went for part of the day and the kids got tired or whatever, they could take a taxi back and it wouldn't be that expensive. That's a good point as well. Should we say what we're charging that month or no? Sure. Do you know? I didn't know what we were charging. Well, for most of the month, it's going to be $89 a night plus tax. Uh, the 28th to the 31st is going to be $108 plus tax. So it's fairly reasonable. And that's for what? The Queen's? The Queen Suites, suites yes. So apparently he had picked the same email. Well, I, had, <laughs> I had picked it, but I wasn't going to read it because Teresa's not here, and she usually does Dreams Rest, so yeah. I was waiting for her, but... Don't worry about it, John. It's okay. It's cool. Thanks. Don't worry about it. The free breakfast is really good, too. My mom told me. And the usual butter, she said. And I think that's... <laughs> oh, that's very important. She was on vacation with Paul Dean. <laughs> but I think that's a good point. Corey put his folks up there. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you know we're going to recommend it to our family and friends. I've so. had family stay there also, and yeah. they liked it very much. They were really surprised. They thought for that price it was going to be really far away, and they right. thought it was going to be not so nice. Motel six kind of thing. Yep. <laughs> go look at the photos of the we'll room. We'll leave the on light on for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go to our site and look at the photos. The photos show how beautiful the rooms are. So look it up. And just so you all know, Pete's walked into the room and is I judging us. He's standing over you like those waiters at the. <laughs> <laughs> he's repositioning you can your, your mic. microphone and your headphones <laughs> at any moment. <laughs> He's elbowing me right now. You're not now. quite close enough. You're going to go get the wandering mic and sort of go over there and do stand-up? I could do, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> you break out Can you put the, the hat Oh, look, on someone's half-eaten peanut hat. butter sandwich. I wonder who this belongs to. <laughs> <laughs> One guess. Naked where are you boy. from? Really, where are you folks from? <laughs> anybody <laughs> having a, anybody <laughs> celebrating I'm an anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I'm back in the uh, I'm back in my office working on something that's gonna make at least a few people at the table extremely nervous. It's the peanut 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 gallery way <laughs> in the back. <laughs> very very nervous. Hey Pete, did you hear it in the last show we gave away a cruise? We did on, on my show we gave away a podcast. Oh cruise. my god! Yes, <laughs> Max just killed over. <laughs> yeah, that was a little high pitched. Yeah, wow! Wow, uh, cool. Who we give it to? Um, Tim from Mechanicsville, Virginia. I don't know his name on the boards, so 
Cool. Well, congratulations. But I'm sure he'll be Tim. very excited. But so. in order to get that podcast cruise, you're going to like have to clean our staterooms and <laughs> deliver stuff to us. And there are strings attached. Well, we didn't say he's getting a stateroom on the cruise. We just said he's <laughs> <laughs> Ship. We'll let him on the ship. If he possibly has deck. it already booked, it's just going to be paid for. No, we're going to put him in a lifeboat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's going to go camping on the ship. Oh, sounds fun. You'll be contacted by Tracy at Dreams Unlimited Travel. Dot com. Dot com. Who will dot help com. you with your reservation? Am I one of the people that this is going to make nervous? No, I'm not. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. You're going to hate this. This means they're going to be video. <laughs> Do you, you know how to drive me crazy to say what? something what like that? I'm getting a beekeeper's costume. Well, you know, you guys torment you guys torment people on the site all the time, so I figure I might as well torment you a little mm. bit. <coughs> I'm not feeling well. It's really Keeping cool. the head honcho out of the loop, I see. Mm-hmm. That's the nickname I gave him today. I oh, gave everyone honcho. nicknames today. <laughs> Mine was Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> Pandora we box. know what Walter's skirt name is now, though. Beth. <laughs> When did that happen? No. <laughs> you missed See, it. He was reading an email from a woman named Beth, but at the beginning of the email, it, it goes, my name's Beth. So it's not like Walter was saying, my name's Beth. <laughs> it was funny. Anyway. See, I always thought his skirt name should be like a flower, you know, because he's so into gardening and plants and stuff. Gardin- like Violet. Gardenia yeah. Eccles. Gardenia Violet. Hibiscus or... Violet. Yeah. <laughs> well, we do have Love. another voicemail that we're going to Does anybody know buy. what mine is? What my skirt name is? You've said I'd be really impressed times. if anybody at this table knows what my skirt name is. I know what your skirt name is. I just can't remember it. It's like 10 names. Yes, yeah, it's it very is. long. It's very long. I know what the shortened version is. Matilda Maud. Miss Tilly. Miss Tilly, if you're nasty. Hmm. Ooh, anyway. Matilda <laughs> Maud. On that note, we are moving on to the next it comes from Brad. Could you see all the nine-year-olds asking <laughs> their parents, <laughs> what is what a skirt name, Mommy? What does that mean? Yeah, really? I uh, never this, heard that expression I, before I met you. Really? Never heard that expression. Uh, really? All right. Well, our last voicemail comes from Brad, and he's going to give us an update on the Give a Day, Get a Day Fast Pass. Hi, guys. This is Brad. I'm a Petroman on the boards, and I just finished listening to your email show on the 28th. And you were talking about the new fast, the uh, fast pass that's going to be offered for give a day, get a day. I've done uh, a lot of searching trying to figure out the info on that, and it's kind of a, a, a hard to find the accurate information as you, as you guys were sharing. But uh, somebody, I think it's Doc O'Neill from the site's D O C O N E I L. But anyway, he had prepared a great uh, summation of it. Just to point out a couple of things that you guys weren't aware of when you mentioned on the show. The fast pass, the uh, special fast pass, that's for give a day, get a day, the same one that was for birthday. It uh, takes the fast pass and it divides it into two groups of different fast passes in the park. You guys mentioned some of them. There's a Donald group and a Daisy group. For, I'll just do an example. Magic Kingdom show, for example, might be for Donald would be Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, uh, Wendy the Pooh, Peter Pan's Flight, Space Mountain, Splash Mountain. And I'll usually pick, uh, it'll vary, but they'll pick a certain number of those out of that group. And then Daisy is Buzz Lightyear, Jungle Cruise, Mickey's Philhar Magic, Stitches, Great Escape, for example. Now, what happens is it'll give you anywhere from two to four passes for each of those two groups. Not just for one of them, not two to four total, but two to four for each group. So you'll get two to four of the Donalds, and you'll get two to four of the Daisies. And on his uh, write-up, he said that's normally about three, which it sounds like uh, the one individual there that had actually used it got the three and did Toy Story Mania. So just to kind of give you a little heads up, that's kind of how it breaks down. The Epcot have like Sword and Test Track under Donald. Under Daisy, it has Maelstrom and Mission Space. So you can actually do Soren, Test Track, Mission Space, Maelstrom, all four of those, and you and you might be able to do even more. Uh, at least two times on those. Another interesting thing that they did note on here, yes, it is an immediate fast pass, which uh, which is a wonderful thing. But also it says that uh, when they first set it up, I don't know if that's the case of now with the give a day, um, get a day, but uh, when they did the birthday one, if the fast passes ran out for like Toy Story Mania that runs out way early, they leave one kiosk open where you can actually take these special fast passes to it. Even if they're all gone for the day, you can walk in, use that fast pass, and get an immediate fast pass onto Toy Story Mania 
on one of those uh, or soaring on one of those ones that tends to run out quickly. Which, if they are doing that this year uh, for the give it a get it a, that's going to be a phenomenal benefit. And so I know we're looking forward to it in March. We're going to definitely take advantage of the fast passes. So hey, you guys do a great show, and it's always a pleasure to listen to your podcast. And have a magical day. Thank you, Brad. Um, we actually had that happen to us because when we went to Torstray Mania to get our birthday fast pass, they were supposedly out. You should have seen the people around that didn't have birthday fast passes seeing us get fast passes. How are they getting fast passes? Yeah. You could see them discussing, oh my God, how are they doing that? Yeah, this contradicts what I said earlier. Well, in the no, show. this is World. You answered about Disneyland. Well, she actually said Disneyland and Disney World on the oh, phone. Oh, wow. See, this is what bugs me. Why do we have to find out through people who've already been mm-hmm. or try to piecemeal the information together or you call up and get different information than what somebody else is telling us why don't they just publish it somewhere so we know they already have a website for it so why can't they just put the information up there now and it's, this is this wasn't hearsay i called disney right mm-hmm. so it just it makes you nuts it's like come on give us the information a straight answer yeah okay well thank you for your voicemails thank you guys for reading your emails um, if we read your email or play your voicemail on the show, we will contact you and send you a T-shirt, a coffee mug, or a pen and lanyard. It's your choice. Corey? I want to say that next week we will not be doing an email show or voicemails. We'll be doing Facebook to Facebook and thread to thread. So if you're friends with any of us on Facebook, starting next Monday, you can post questions on our Facebook page. We will answer them on the show. And if you're not on Facebook or you just want to post them on the boards instead, be on the lookout for a thread by Kevin. He's going to probably post something on Sunday and just I'll explain the details. Exactly. So next week, that's what we're going to do. So you and know. you mentioned not to put the same question right. on everybody's page. Please right. don't do that. And I understand people want to get their question read, but if you're going to repeat and put the same question on the thread and on our Facebook pages, we're not going to pick you. <laughs> <laughs> you will be punished yeah. for not obeying the rules. <laughs> this will be on the thread will be posted on Sunday, but the thread it will tell you that you're going to have to post questions on the thread that I post on Tuesday on recording day. Right. Yeah, it needs to be under that thread so they're not there's not going to be 20 loose. Right. And a hundred right, loose yeah, exactly. <laughs> questions. Don't do questions now. And just, I was just going to say, yeah, please wait. Don't line them up because it's going to be on the thread that I post. That's where the questions will be com- will be coming from. Right. Posting them but, now will be just ignored. And the same thing with Facebook. Don't send your your questions now yes, on Facebook. Please. They'll just get buried. Because yeah. on Monday, what we're all going to do is post a status update, and you know, please post your questions here so that we have them in the comments, and it's not, you know, all the way down our page. <laughs> Got it. Good. Lots of rules. <laughs> yeah, really, lots of. I like rules. <laughs> and book sniffing. Yeah. Rules rule. <laughs> but I think that's going to do it for our email show this week. So thank you for joining us. And book sniffers unite. <laughs> well, I needed background music. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>